Hello, welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment podcast about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I am your host, Lexa White, and with me today is GD Nerd. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing okay. Uh, Would you mind introducing yourself for people who don't know who you are? Yeah, so for those of you don't know uh, who don't know, I go by GD Nerd on most of the Discord and forums around Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, but you might recognize me from the podcast series Roster Doctor, where I'm the weekly host. Uh, you might have seen my uh, terribly photoshopped comic book covers uh, that I do for every episode <laughs> around somewhere. Um, I also write articles uh, on the clinic series on Across the Bifrost Nexus. Dot com, and I'm also the sole developer for Assemble, so I've got my fingers in a lot of MCP pies. Yes, and <laughs> I, I really appreciate specifically Assemble. I use it way too much. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. And and I know I have turned multiple people onto the PC version of Assemble, and, and they went like, wait, the, the PC version of Assemble? Yeah, that's honestly not advertised enough. I need to do a better job advertising that. Uh, if you go to the Across the Bifrost Nexus, there is an Assemble tab, which will have download links for both Android and PC. And is uh, iOS instructions. The iOS is a little bit trickier, um, but it is there for people who do want to make the effort. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yes, and who did you decide to bring us today? Uh, so I wanted to talk about Ebony Maw. Um, Ebony Maw's kind of, uh, w- when we discussed this, he kind of stuck out of my head a little bit, uh, especially because I remember when he came out and there were a lot of angry discussions on Discord about how Ebony Maw proved there was power creep over MODOK. Because um, <laughs> uh, on face value, he does a lot of things weirdly better than MODOK does. Um, his telekinetic powerhouse throw, way better than Modok's throw. Um, assuming you have the power to uh, spend for his mind over the uh, mind over matter defense buff, it can be a lot stronger than his reroll ability. Um, and Mystic attacks were super rare at the time, so people were like, "How could they ever make this character? He's so like unacceptably OP." And then now, I think, like, in the annals of time, he's kind of been considered, I would say, in the bottom 10 characters of MCP so far. I think is relatively safe to say out of the 60 or so. Uh, he is, in my personal opinion, the worst character in the game. It, yeah, I, I have a hard time pinning down the worst character in the game full stop. Just because at different threat, you're comparing it against different option combinations. Mm-hmm. So I often find it like hard to apples to oranges, especially because like any crappy three, you can just slap in Criminal Syndicate and they'll do their job okay. Well, I'm um, finding a lot as of... As a five, he is extra bad. Yeah. I'm finding a lot of the crappy threes to be fixed by being put as- alongside Thanos. I've had great success with both Iron Man and Winter Soldier recently in a Thanos list. Yeah, Thanos is an excellent turd polisher. Um, a bit on the expensive side, so you have to be careful about like properly covering scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's great for turning zero to hero. Captain Marvel. Um, I'm trying to think of some other really good ones recently. Uh, obviously, your Spider-Foes roster in general, but yeah. Auk. 
Uh, well, Akari kind of had a home. I'm trying to think of somebody like irredeemable that he can really turn on. Well, I've recently play started playing Winter Soldier in that list, and Winter Soldier has been showing up. You have some PTSD from Winter Soldier. So right before COVID hit and I was playing in person, uh, one of my locals uh, mm -hmm. really liked Winter Soldier and kept on playing him against me. And in back-to-back -back games, he, like, one-rounded Thor. Yeah, he can do that. And, like, not not just one-rounded him, but, like, one-round dazed, and then the next round with priority KO'd him. <laughs> and so even though he's not that great, I'm always afraid of him. Yeah. Now give him a death decree. Oof. Yeah. That sounds painful. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are not here to talk about any of those characters yet. Uh, instead, we're talking about Ebony Ma, who who is an interesting fellow, for sure. Um, he has a lot of powerful things, he just never has enough power to get them done. Yeah, I think that's kind of the tragedy of his card. He's not quite as tanky as Modok, which definitely hurts, mm -hmm. but his power problems are just a bit too much. His builder is super weak. Um, yeah. It's a dice less than Modok has, doesn't have the saps, doesn't have the reroll backup. And on top of that, he just gets a flat one power, which, sure, he gets two flat power from his incredible psychic potential. Mm -hmm. But considering he probably wants to telekinetic powerhouse every round and still hold up some mind over matter defense boost, mm -hmm. uh, he runs out of juice real fast and it feels real bad when he does. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but both his, uh, I think the wild on his, on his builder is actually pretty dang powerful. Yes. Um, uh, his wild is incredibly strong. It's essentially what Dr. Strange has as a damage trigger on his, um, bolts of bedevilment. Yep. And um, then, and so then... I think this was actually the first, uh, direction agnostic push in the game. Uh, from an attack trigger, at least, because all of them were away well, until Ebony Ma. More importantly, giving given new cards, it is not a push; it is an advance. Oh, you I I completely glossed over that. My brain is off. Yeah, advance is actually super important here. It lets you go over terrain. Uh, won't let you climb, unfortunately. But uh, if you're playing against flyers or wall crawlers, terrain's yeah. no problem. Mm-hmm. And then his uh, spender is really good. Yes. Uh, uh, honestly, my biggest criticism is, again, his power generation. He very rarely gets to throw around Herald of Doom, mm -hmm. uh, in my experience. But when he does, especially if you've got any reroll backup for him, it is frightening. Yes. Um, and then uh, he also comes with a custom card. Yep, so this would be shh. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, the exact text of this, so this is an unaffiliated reactive tactics card. When an enemy character within range 5, so 10 inches, of an allied Ebony Maw spends one or more power to use a reactive or an active superpower, Ebony Maw can spend three power to use this card. And the superpower just straight up doesn't happen. They still spend as if they had done the superpower, and they can't do it for the rest of the turn. Yeah. Uh, so for a lot of characters with really obnoxious uh, superpowers, 
you don't want to deal with on the card art ebony maw's facing doctor strange reminiscent of um it's uh, beginning of infinity war for some reason i couldn't remember whether that scene happened in infinity war endgame um mm -hmm. but it works really well on hagas hori wisdom for the defense boost where you can just say nope you aren't boosting your friend's defense and you can't do it for the rest of the turn so i'm just gonna wail on somebody yeah um uh, or, like, blocking bodyguards or all kinds of useful. Uh, I am also thinking of if if you have a Thanos with a lot of power, you can turn off unstable portals for a turn. Which is very big. Yeah, there, there's a lot of characters that they'll uh, this will hamper. Some are very attack-focused, but there are certain characters that just require this to function. Actually, one of the filthiest interactions is against charge users. Yeah. Um, because it costs it an action? cost them... Uh, I'm not actually sure. Does it actually cost the action? It's been a while since i played this. Um, I don't know. I've never played power it. Cost. I've, I've played it... I can't remember exactly how it rolled. Usually just blocking the charge with the four Asgard just completely shuts down people anyways. I'm fairly certain you do not lose the action. Okay. Um, but I could be wrong on that. E either way, it's so bad for chargers. Because oh, yeah. a lot of the time, chargers, their entire power budget is based around reliably double attacking. And if you force them to spend an action to move, they tend to do very little when they land. Thor being one of the major exceptions. Um, mm -hmm. But even still, forcing Thor to burn three power uh, can often save you from uh, getting thrown later yeah. on in that turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we, we've kind of gone over his, his issues and his power points. And, and the big issues that he has are... His, he has to spend power to have any sort of defense. And he already has power issues. And there is a recent affiliation yeah. that has come out that seems to be able to solve both of those problems. Yep, you're of course talking about the defenders of Arcadia, the A-Force. Exactly. And I think that would be a solid home for him. Yeah, so I like this for a number of reasons. One, it's already giving him power. But uh, two, he is all in on mystic damage. The only physical he damage or physical damage he does is throws, uh, which often bypass a lot of physical defense uh, tricks anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and if you go down the A-Force roster... Pretty much everyone in there is all energy or physical. I don't think there's a single mystic attack across their entire affiliation. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, So he can really uh, fill in a gap there. Like, it'll be very common that you're going to be playing Okoye and Ebony Maw to, uh, together in the roster if you were to, say, put them together. Um, Okoye can help keep Ebony Maw safe. Uh, when she bodyguards for him, she can pass power on to him. Um, mm -hmm. And she does like a good mis mix of physical and energy herself. And that's just a seven-point flank you can play to one side on a D scenario. Yeah. Um, th there's just lots of nice little interactions there. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, also, in a pinch, uh, you can have She-Hulk uh, bodyguard for him as well. Yeah, so when you're playing on tight E scenarios where uh, Ebony Ma will probably be the guy holding your back objective and She-Hulk will be holding the center, you can leave her within bodyguard range of him mm-hmm. on the backside of the middle objective um, and kind of just have a really solid core there going. Yeah. Protecting to- each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and But this does leave us with a... At minimum, 13-point core if we're bring, trying to bring Ebony Ma each game. Yeah, so um, I'm going to ignore 14 for a second because I think as as much as we're trying to, like, fix Ebony Ma here mm-hmm. uh, or, like, get, get him a home, you're never going to play him on uh, Extremist Kidnap Senator, right? Mm-hmm. That That's 14 threat. It's all about rushing to the middle, and you want as many bodies as possible, and you're already kind of taking a six in She-Hulk. Um, I... So I I think he pretty much only fits in the 15 and up. Version. I disagree with your assessment of mutant senators. Interesting. Because uh, okay. I, I play it in my Spider-First list. Because I, I see the senator as a two-point tax on a turn a a 2vp tax that if you have if you're slowing uh if you can keep the secure game lower well enough in control won't hurt you that badly that means your opponent's character is even more vulnerable to a fight list yeah but that character is going to run as soon as it holds the thing um but 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 even so, let's say for a second that you do play mm-hmm. Ebony Ma on that scenario. You're playing Ma, you're playing She-Hulk, and you're playing the three of your choice, which uh, is, probably is Valkyrie. Is Valkyrie um, over Shuri? Uh, I was going to say Wasp. Wasp would also work, yes. Because you get that special delivery into the face of whoever picks up the uh, uh, senator. Um, it's not the primest example, um, but I don't think the only way to play... I, I agree with you that Ebony Ma is not the best on the scenario, but I think I don't think the only way to play Senators is to do uh, the uh, go-wide-and-try-and-pick-it-up strategy. That's fair. Admittedly, I would prefer to see something like She-Hulk, Marvel, Okoye, Widow. Mm-hmm. On fourteen, yeah. Um, but you you can theoretically play Ma. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just one of the tougher ones to do. Yeah. Um, but fifteen, I'm a lot more excited about fifteen in a self-contained experience because mm-hmm. uh, you're probably playing uh, Gamma at that point. Gamma or Hooks. I think. Which, yeah, which um, I don't so think they if mind. If you're playing hooks. herbs, then your opponent's forcing herbs. Which um, uh, I will not be surprised if happens more often, considering uh, herbs into a fourth. I think is actually pretty solid. It might be. Well, because you turn off all of She Hulk's condition game by holding the up. 
Yeah, I guess so, where you just never intend to score it, and you're just playing a pure fight game. Yeah, and you um, use it to take to care of down. the slow and stagger that She-Hulk is giving out. Because, like, if you're playing the defender's fast score, I don't think you can ever score herbs on uh, A-Force. Because they'll just special delivery She-Hulk onto the other herb container. Yeah. And be like, okay, motherfucker, like, what are you going to do? Oh, sorry, can I swear here? I'm fine with it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, okay. It's I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down, but <laughs> I, I, I do tend to swear a lot, especially if I can't remember things. I'll use swear words as filler words to reference things if I can't remember them. Me um, too, which is why I mark this podcast as explicit. Perfect. <laughs> Fuck the kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't hate the herbs game. I don't think I would ever intentionally play it because it's not it's not a game plan that I feel like A Force wins. Yes. But, but it's a game plan that I feel like A Force is fine playing. Yeah, no, so I think it's a game plan that Aimforce fine playing, but it's one that the that may be a meta choice against Aimforce because of how it shuts down She Hulk's condition game. That might be. I'm I'm a little bit so I need to find this exact ruling, but I'm fairly certain it was ruled on today that um, Enchantress can just steal the enemy herb for herself. Yes, yes she can. Um, so, ugh, I, I don't even know how that, like, affects that entire scenario. I haven't, like, played it out yet, but that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yes. So people might be taking it more, um, depending on the exact implications, but I'm a little bit scared of that. Uh, yes. That said, at 15, either uh, Herbs or Gamma, I am pretty happy with She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, Ebony Maw. Okay. Um, yeah, like, sure, I would probably prefer splitting Ebony Ma into like Shuri and Okoye, I think, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's like an instinct I'm gonna always struggle with, but it, it kind of fills the meat and potatoes of a good E Force fighting team where you have a long range back piece that can do a lot of damage. And that you protect with your midline pieces, which are Marvel and She-Hulk in this scenario. Yep. Um, playing three wide means you're forcing priority, which means it's very likely that Ebony Ma is going to be getting his way and like hurting people. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, uh, some of the people who are going to give you the biggest problems on an E-Force is going to be A-Force mirrors, which uh, by and large... Don't have great mystic defenses. I think Angela is the only one, or Angela and Black Widow are fours. Mm -hmm. Um, but everyone else is a three with no special. Well, I guess Akoya can reroll for herself. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but so a, a force mirrors, Mystic is incredibly good into Wakanda. The Wakanda wave matchup for Modok players is that Modok very reliably one shots Black Panther if he goes to the middle of the board round one. Yeah. And kind of like keeps him in a cage, right? Mm -hmm. Ebony Maw is not Modoc, and I'm not even going to pretend that. He's got one dice less. He's got no access to rerolls unless you take Shuri. Mm -hmm. But he still fulfills a similar job, and he does have the upside of uh, the wild to essentially bow somebody yeah. without having to spend power mm -hmm. uh, like Modoc would have. So 
you you can technically end out slightly better than Modok if, in the case where neither of you would do any damage anyways, you got the wild and Modok didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so great into Wakanda Wave, which really likes the E Force. I think Criminal Syndicate, by and large, doesn't have great Mystic defenses, uh, mm -hmm. except for Modok. Uh, and uh, Green Goblin. Um, but again, you've got si uh Oh yeah, I forgot. He is weirdly yeah because uh, he's uh, four three four and then three three five. Yeah, because he's like too psycho to be messed with mentally. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the slight edge, actually, uh, into any kind of Modoc flavored mirror is that you can throw size four stuff and he can't. Yeah. Um, so if you're on a board that has size four stuff, you can really abuse that, especially because you can hide from Modoc behind it until you want to start wailing on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so I, I think uh, in general, he faces off relatively well against most of the people who like fighting on ease. Of course, in virtually all those scenarios, I'd rather take MODOK. But if you don't like MODOK, if you particularly like Ebony Maw, he will do a similar job. We're covering a lot of his weaknesses here mm -hmm. with that Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, Ebony Maw team. Yeah. Um, and oh, the, the spread on that team is just beautiful. Because you've got, like, She-Hulk for the physical, you've got Captain Marvel for the energy attacks, and then you've got uh, Ebony Maw for the mystic. Yeah. So you've got, like, a character dedicated to each type, um, which admittedly you prefer to have them mixed on each character, so you have more flexibility in activations mm -hmm. to take out specific people, but... Hey, I'm not complaining. You still got better spread than most teams out there. I've seen criminal syndicate teams that literally don't have a single non-physical attack. Yeah. <laughs> I I will also comment that every character on that team has a Yes. Oh, I forgot about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, she she can throw size 3 characters. I forgot about it. It has been a long time since I've like spent a while looking at Captain Marvel cuz she she had this like l small renaissance at the beginning, um, and then like Wakanda came out, and there was a second character who was functionally immune to energy, like Captain America was. Yeah, and she was just probably the worst four at the time. Uh, but but I love how she's getting new legs, just like we're trying to give to Ebony Ma here. Oh yeah, um, she fits in great to the A Force roster in general. You want a special delivery person, um. I actually talked about this in my uh, review of A-Force recently, but uh, the thing that Captain Marvel needs to function, and once you do this, she is one of the better fours out there if you can essentially guarantee this happening. You need to generate two power around from somewhere, and that lets you binary form constantly. Mm -hmm. And so you just have, have like insane defenses. Your energy, def uh, your energy blast is surprisingly consistent yeah. at six dice reroll all. Mm -hmm. um, it's just super hard to get her there um, and A-Force is a nice way to try and bridge that because if your opponent's attacking you at least twice in a round you're generating the power to get her to where she needs to be yeah and I also think um, as the game has expanded and we've gotten more exclusively energy attackers Captain Marvel's stock has been going up and up just in general because like if you're off against a rocket raccoon rocket raccoon never wants to fight 
Captain Marvel or a yep. or a uh, Star Lord never wants to attack Captain Marvel. Yeah, her her kind of edge case energy absorption ability starts becoming more and more mainstream the more popular energy attacks become. Because mm-hmm. uh, in order of frequency, it's physical, and then probably about half as much energy, and then far less mystic after that. But energy being the second most important type, and just having like a hard counter to it, it's so potent. Exactly. In certain matchups. Guardians, mm-hmm. just like you said. Yeah. Um, so I think she was start. Uh, there were there were starting to be conversations about her just before the A Force uh, uh, character list got revealed because of that. Um, so it's very nice to see her get a Renaissance. Um, uh, looking at this, we have four characters so far with Ebermar our showcase, then She Hulk, Akoi, and Captain Marvel. Um, I think we want to get another two in there. With uh, Black Widow? Yep. Um, so th- this is kind of one of the most important things you're going to decide in any A-Force roster. Um, and I think we're on the right here. Basically, are you playing the two-cost Black Widow or are you playing the three-cost Black Widow Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, and I, personally, I think having two twos is so flexible, you can't afford to not do it. So I think there's a really, really, really dumb 15 list with Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., that is another podcast. <laughs> I, I I do love me some Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Black Widow, she's a great gap filler. She's a double long mover. Mm-hmm. Um, she can get to places where you really don't want her to be. She can randomly stagger people out of nowhere, though, I mean, on a four dice physical damage trigger. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I've had it happen a couple of times, but you can't rely on it. Exactly. Um, the the strike is surprisingly decent. Like if you end up in some like split off D scenario where you're fighting against some cheapo three cost that doesn't actually hit all that hard, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there martial artisting away all their attacks and widows stinging uh, their energy away every turn. Yeah. And then um, you were talking about so- Valkyrie being your preferred three in this list. Uh, yeah. So, spoiler alert, there, there's two threes that I think are of equal value here, and that's Shuri and Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, Valkyrie is the one you play when you want somebody, when you need to play forwards. Shuri is when you need somebody to be a cheerleader on the back line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, home Ds, home Bs, home Es. Yeah. Uh, when you don't have a dedicated person in your team to sit on that back point, it's Shuri. Though, if you're fighting in the middle of Valkyrie... 100%. Yeah. Um I I will always shout out Wasp because I think she she is very good at this point. Um and we only really have Captain Marvel for special delivery right now. And I don't think we're yes, going to I'm fit in entirely fine with Wasp. Uh she's a great hero. Lots of energy attacks. We were talking about having a good spread earlier. Mm-hmm. Um her mobility is Kind of bonkers. Yes. Uh, it's slightly less than Ant-Man, I think. Because uh, he's two mediums in a range three place and a range one place as opposed to a range one place and two longs. Uh, so she can go slightly longer than him, but it takes more power from my from my remembrance. Because um, you can do... Uh, 
a medium, arrange one place, arrange one place, a medium, arrange one place. Well, she can do long if you do the moves while she's small. Yeah, well, no, no, it's, uh, but you wasp fury for the attack that gives you the medium move uh, uh, and the transform. Oh, uh, I forgot about that, yeah. So, yeah, she, she can go in some totally wacky places. I really love her uh, as a special delivery piece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, I think you want to have at least two of the three of Captain Marvel, Angela, and Wasp in any A-Force roster, at minimum. Ideally, all three. Yeah, but um, with Ebimon here, I don't think we're going to fit in Angela. That's entirely fair. Uh, I, I could see putting her in for like the 20-threat team. Uh, so, like, She-Hulk, Ebony Maw, Angela, and uh, Captain Marvel. Though, at that point, you'd probably split Marvel into Widow and Okoye. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, I, I think Wasp, great inclusion here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, we have two more character slots left. Um, and I'm looking to see if there's any out-of-affiliation people that we want. So the person I was considering is the shortlist, and this is kind of just somebody I generally like for uh, A-Force rosters, is Ghost Spider. Okay, Ghost Spider is real solid. Um, uh, She just adds to your bag of tricks in... um, making your opponent regret attacking you between bodyguard, between the leadership, her mm-hmm. lifesaver. Yep. Uh, she can push people around, which is very helpful in compounding your control of the center. Um, and she likes power a decent amount. Um, and she uh, gives a little bit more survivability to uh, Ebony Ma. Yep. Uh, and I, I think she's just overall a generally great include, especially on gamma scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, you can very often see something where you're playing gamma and you've put She-Hulk in the middle and She-Hulk gets hit once. So you give a power to Ghost Spider who moves up and web lines uh, one person off the center point, impact webbings a second person off the middle point. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're holding the middle when otherwise you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got a lot of strong openers. She has lots of great little synergies. She does great with more power to pour into freestyle beatdowns um, or even just more and more weblines. Um, webline is obviously not nearly as good as Bow to the Will of Modoc. Um, yep. But as long as you're trying to send them away and there's no terrain intervening, which... Let's be honest, between She-Hulk and Ebony Maw, the center of the board should be relatively clear. Yeah. You can get a Modoc-like effect off of her if you've got enough power to do that a few times. Yeah. So, I have a weird suggestion um, that helps. Uh, it's, it would only be for high threat uh, scenarios. Um, but it's um, someone who... Uh, can make people attack him and is fairly tanky and also has a throw. Uh, I'm thinking, what about Black Dwarf? Uh, <laughs> Black Dwarf. Oof. Um, 
Black Dwarf is an interesting fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna say off the bat, I don't hate him as much as I, I other people. I would be playing him in my roster this season for the league because I'm playing Criminal Syndicate and I think he fits there very oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah, but he specifically has problems fitting into Modoc Criminal Syndicate because of points and out of affiliation slots. So I cut him mm-hmm. um, just because I was trying to play a Modoc Tower specifically. Yeah. Um. But so his his greatest things are tankiness and one of the best throws in the game. His downsides are. <laughs> incredibly slow and to a limited extent power generation um Mm -hmm. so you are fixing the power generation you can uh do some interesting stuff where (laughs) you force people to attack him um with his uh pseudo bodyguard ability yeah and it gives you another Um, bodyguard on the field Yeah, my biggest problem with him is that he is so goddamn slow. Uh, he is Hulk slow. Yeah. Um, though, I guess once you get him entrenched in there, he'll never leave. Mm-hmm. My other problem is that he's the kind of piece who's just going to kind of live with She-Hulk, it seems to me. Um, and... He's super physical heavy. He's doing a lot of what she does, but if she ever moves on or gets pushed around, he's going to have to burn a lot of action economy following up. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not the worst piece here, but I, I I kind of feel like I want something that's a bit more of a do-something character, if that makes sense. That um, makes sense. He He's great when you want a piece that's hard to deal with. Yeah, he is like I'm going to go and sit here, and you might be able to push me around, but I'm going to stick on this point, and you're not killing me. Yeah, that's that's like his mo, and I feel like when you're already putting six threat into She-Hulk, and you're mm-hmm. probably putting another five into Ebony Maw, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to squeeze as much output out of your um, remaining threat. Yeah. I could see it. I'm I'm just trying to think about what that team would exactly look like. Well, I I'm um, thinking specifically on Demons Downtown. You have Yeah, uh, so this is 19. Are you playing the exact same roster and then we just or team and then we add in Ebony Maw or not Ebony Maw. Um but well, actually no, that's the compounding problem because if we're playing Ebony Maw then affiliated well, no, so I'm thinking uh, Ebony Ma, She-Hulk, Akoi, Black Widow, Black Dwarf. Okay, okay, I can I can get on board with this. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to visualize what kind of scenario you would want to play on. I think you would be okay on E, but I think you would almost be happier with a four or wide on an E. To try and have better prio at 19. Because this yeah. is demons. Mm-hmm. It's demons or it's evac. Yeah. Yeah, he, he likes demons a reasonable amount. I think people are sleeping a little bit on flat damage reduction into incinerate. Yeah. When everybody's forced to be incinerated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's... Um... Especially against physical. He goes down to three dice blo- uh, reduced by one, min one, which is yeah. 
one of the best default stat lines in the game. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's real good. Um, uh, I yeah, no, it's the Spider Foes team loves uh, demons plus senators because you just get them down to basically one dice all the time. <laughs> I've 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 seen that a couple of times. Uh not um, not specifically demons and senators, but it, oh, it feels so good when your opponent's rolling one die. Mhm. Oh. But yeah. And then they roll the skull on their lone die. <laughs> yeah. So the other option that I was thinking about is the general synergy piece with we're, we're playing a lot of uh um bodyguards right now. And there's a general synergy piece that um, does a lot that just came out um, for uh, uh, A4th, and that is Enchantress. Yes. So Enchantress. I like Enchantress pretty much everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she is... (sighs) I'm I'm trying to think of how how to put it. I think she is an absolute breath of fresh air. She is essentially a miniature Modoc in a lot of really important ways. But <clears throat> while while she does have the kind of hard muscle dash guard BS, um, yeah, which, which is... isn't specific to her. Uh, it's just kind of Asgard in general, which um, is a thing. I I feel like her defensive tech is um, a lot more fair than people realize because it all comes like crashing down after a couple of turns. Like mm-hmm. she is like bonkers tanky on round one because you just straight up don't have the power to pay. So she's just like fives across the board round one. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you have the but... power to pay, you can just dump a bunch of dice into a big attack into her and pay the two power and bye bye. Yeah, she folds faster than a paper napkin. Yeah. Um. So taking bodyguards, very good. Yes. E shape, uh, favored, very good with her beam. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Um. Uh, she's got great control elements to exacerbate. Uh, she hooks throws and Maz throws, and just general displacement. Um. <coughs> All like I I love her anywhere. I think she she loves getting more free power. I think mm-hmm. she loves having bodyguards. She will do great here. Yeah. So let's let's put that in as the last slot. So our current list is Ebony Ma, She Hulk, Akoi, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Valkyrie, Shuri, Wasp, Ghost Spider, and Enchantress. Which I think is is actually a pretty scary list. <laughs> I think we're missing somebody. Could you go over it again, just so I have one to one with you? Uh, Ebony Ma, Black Dwarf. No, I, Ebony Ma. I did not put Black Dwarf in. We were we were kind of contesting okay, for that okay, last yep. slot. Yep, yep, yep. So okay, uh, Ebony yep. Ma, She Hulk, Akoye, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Valkyrie, Shuri, Wasp, Ghost Spider, and Enchantress. Perfect. Yep, yep, yep. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um. So presumably next is tactics. Yep. Um, so we have. So where do you want to start? Well, uh, restricted cards or. 
Well, let's start by saying, yes, we're taking Shush. It, it does a lot and gives yes. him a lot of... Especially now that we're making sure he has plenty of extra power um, from the Defenders of Arcadia ability, the three power uh, cost to it isn't as much of a detriment as it would be if we were just dealing with the flat power gen that Ebony Ma normally has. Yeah. It's very often a very expensive card. It's nice to like cancel something in the opening rounds, but hopefully with some more free power, it pays off a little bit better here. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I think we should get out of the way right away is Special Delivery. Yes, 100%. It is. It is. Uh, it is insane. Yes. It's the reason you play the affiliation. If you don't like special delivery, straight up don't play A-Force because you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. I I think, as I mentioned before, I, I think the other reason to play A-Force is to find an affiliation to fit Agents of Smash in. But you can do both. You could, but only at sixteen points. I'm, I'm just uh, saying, no, fifteen. Points. Yeah, it it. Yeah, you 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 can do it at fifteen up. You have to give up the dream at fourteen. Yeah, but again, as I said, I have a dumb shenanigans fifteen list already. So, we'll. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's go. So, uh, a fourth really likes patch up. So I think we start and there. I think we should round that out with Med Pack as well. Yeah, cool. Med Pack is one of my favorites. Perfect. Um, so we've got four now. So for the second half, um, the question we should probably broach right now before continuing: Do we want to play Hired Muscle? Uh, um, I don't like it, so let's not do that. <laughs> it's probably okay. Yeah, we can we can cut it out. Yeah, it's probably good. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I think it's very passable here. You have a lot of characters that generate more than one power and can threaten the higher muscle play. Mm -hmm. uh, Ebony Ma isn't particularly great at it, but theoretically he can. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, you've got, I you've think... got Valkyrie, you've got Enchantress, you've got She-Hulk, but you're not the best team at it. And honestly, I, I think a lot of people are kind of handshaking away just not playing the hard muscle game right now because it's so toxic so i'm entirely fine with leaving it out i think the three options right now is be cutthroat play like the full hired muscle like build around it play something that can theoretically play hard muscle just in case you run into those people or just don't play it at all yeah um and i'm fine with any of those three approaches here I will say Ebony Ma, I think, works really well on the, specifically the Scrolls version of the Hired Muscle play. Because oh, he has so those... funny when you pull that off. Yeah. It's just very annoying because people like to put terrain right exactly where you need to sit for that play. Yep. So. Now, what else is there that we want to do? Um... So let, let's go over the other two A-Force cards real quick just yeah. to determine whether we actually want them in here. So the first one, A-Force Assemble. So it's their active affiliated card. Mm -hmm. uh, any character can um, pay three dice to play this card. And then uh, 
you, uh, whenever an allied character is defending against an attack, they get a bonus die to their defense roll for every other allied uh, A-Force character within two of that character. Yeah. So, it, like, if you're sitting in a clump in the middle of the board, this is going to get you a free one, two, or three extra defense dice. So if you're playing something where you're fighting around the middle E, you're fighting uh, very hard for a particular flank on D, I think this can be very attractive. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, if you don't think you're going to be fighting in a giant scrum in the middle with uh, most of your team there, uh, you can afford to leave this one at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it in the fact that we are playing low model count, so the effectiveness of this is rather low. Overall, I, I would look at that in, in like a, a fourth list that's trying to go six wide, but we're trying yeah. to go like four wide and that really limits the effectiveness that you could possibly have out of it. So I'm not sure if it's right for the roster. I, I, think, I think you might be in the right here. Um, so why don't we leave that one by the wayside? The second card, <laughs> Stalwart Determination, is their reactive A-Force card. You play this during the power phase, it's like all according to plan or blind obsession or one of those power phase cards. Uh, and this one, any number of valid A-Force characters can spend a power to play this card, and you can't be pushed or thrown by enemy effects this round. Yeah, I think this one is incredibly important. It mm -hmm. basically makes it so your She-Hulk's not going to move off the point for a round unless they're taking Modoc or Enchantress. Mm -hmm. Or Thanos. Yes, also Thanos. Mm -hmm. Or... Ma. I think those are... Yeah, Ma, Ma can also do it. Um, so Ma definitely has some place specifically into the uh, A-Force matchup. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I think this is definitely a great take. It basically... It won't necessarily hard win you against Wakanda, mm -hmm. but they will hate their fucking lives. If you play that top of round two... Yeah, and then they and have to wait like your to... your whole team can't be pushed. Mm -hmm. They have to wait to Wakanda forever for round three, which they really don't... Because my understanding of Wakanda Wave is that if you can crest the round three, you're generally going to win because they kind of cap out at round three. And occasionally they can make round four win, but especially if you get past round four, you've basically won at that point. Yeah, if they aren't up by round three, something has gone horribly wrong and they're probably on the verge of collapse. Yeah. Um. So being able to basically stop your opponent from doing anything meaningful in round two and ideally win the center and your home in Gamma um, is just so awful for them. I love doing it with cr uh, Criminal Syndicate's Shadow Organization uh, because when they can only attack within range two, it basically turns off Shuri for a round, mm -hmm. which also turns off Wakanda Wave. And if you're good about using Modoc to take out Black Panther, then you don't have to worry about him either. Um, a tech card for um, a bunch of uh, current problem characters that I, I have been enjoying is Marked for Death. Yeah, I played that a decent chunk during the playtest, or not playtesting, uh, the like roster testing for um, season three. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of dojoing and prep for that because I was really confused by Web Warriors and whether or not they were good. And I like immediately recognized that Mark for Death is basically fuck Web Warriors the card. But I also think it has um, play elsewhere. Um, 
Uh, you turn it, off. It definitely has a lot of nice little interactions for sure. I especially like making Angela a short mover for a turn, or making a Black Widow two a short mover and no stealth for a turn. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of value in those kinds of plays. Um, being able to use it to uh, screw up somebody who's holding an extract you want to take away from them. Mm -hmm. um, just turning off a lot of really important defenses. If you're playing with any kind of long-range kind of beater character, like an Ebony Maw, mm -hmm. uh, you really do want to be able to strip stealth so you can double attack without... Uh, giving up an action to get into position. Yeah. Um, so it can definitely find a place. Uh, I, it's one of those cards that always hovers just off of being my eight. And if there's a specific interaction I'm looking to cover, I'm always down for it to make the eight. Yeah, I think uh, Marked for Death, it's just so versatile that it can come in against basically anybody at this point. Yeah, it's a very solid card. Mm-hmm. So now we have two more cards to talk about. Uh, two more cards to figure out. Okay, I'm going to float uh, Disarm. Disarm is a classic. Yeah, I think Disarm is just a great card. It's great when you have a lot of characters playing forwards, which, spoiler alert, A-Force does. Mm -hmm. um, so you're very often in position to take advantage of it. And it, it is... We are playing tall, which means we are matching priority with the kill list. Because I think the reason I don't play Disarm a lot of the time is that um, either I'm playing a kill list and I don't want to spend the tactics card slot on survivability. I'd rather do that on damage. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm playing too wide where they will get an activation in before I could play Disarm because of how it is active. Um, yeah, uh, active is definitely unhelpful. It's part of the reasons why uh, Blind Obsession is always, again, in that almost making the cut spot because <laughs> it's a power phase defensive tool that you can use. Yeah. Um, but I think in, in our specific list, because we are playing, we aren't necessarily a kill list. We're, we're a mid-range list, I think is the best way to describe it. Um. But we are playing tall enough that I think we will be, uh, we we will have a good shot of being even on activations with a, a solid kill list. Yeah, I think there's going to be enough percentage of games of people trying to take out She-Hulk to leverage that into a victory that you want to take Disarm. Mm-hmm as an unrestricted card that is incredibly effective at keeping She-Hulk alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, what should be the last card? Well, there is another card that may or may not be good enough. I'm going to flip this and it's a question mark that also keeps both She-Hulk and Ebony Maw alive a little bit better. And that is Inspiring Monologue. Ooh. Inspiring Monologue. This is a classic. Reroll any number of defense dice this round. So it's incredibly great on Ebony Maw. It's situationally great on She-Hulk. 
um, and Angela. And and it's pretty solid on uh, Captain Marvel too, if they're an energy team. Or even when she has binary mode on, yeah, because she'll be your binary form, because uh, she'll be five dice minimum on any defense. Yeah, yeah, I I I do not hate this card here. Um, I think there's a reasonable case for putting in another mobility card like tack analysis, climbing gear, etc. Yeah. Um, over uh, more defensive cards, but if you're really seeing a lot of fight teams, a lot of kill teams, um, I think Inspiring Monologue is a great choice here. Yeah. I think it'll uh, keep whatever piece you're really trying to keep alive alive. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I think I think we are we have enough defensive tech in our um I think it would be a question of disarm or inspiring monologue. And which one Yeah, I think that would be my assessment as well. And I think because we have singular valuable pieces where they may have multiple threats, I think inspiring monologue would be the better one because it's effective against more threats. When you're protecting a singular piece. That makes sense? Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to walk it through my head. I, I guess it depends on how many people are playing like Modoc style towers versus something like Asgard where you're brandishing Angela and Thor and just saying I've got a bunch of like beaters. Because yeah. um, I think disarm against like a Cabal team that can literally only do damage through Modoc. Mm-hmm. If you put disarm on him, it doesn't matter if he all you've got or cosmic invigorations. He's doing jack shit this round. Yeah. Um uh but but if you're seeing a lot wider something like Brotherhood where they're like really going hard on like Sabretooth and Magneto. Or um and you can't necessarily lock down uh and limit both of them, that I think inspiring monologue to just pick a piece and say you can't deal with this one is very appealing. Especially because She-Hulk can bodyguard. Yep. Under inspiring monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think and... between those two, it's a meta call. Um, and if, if you're facing me, and I'm playing my Thanos first, uh, pick inspiring monologue. Everything's a threat on that team. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what are you feeling for the final card? Um, I think I agree with you on wanting a little bit of mobility. Um, and my personal favorite mobility cl- card is climbing gear. Yep, I'm in agreement here. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that'll make our eight. Yeah. Monologue, climbing gear, mark for death, med pack, patch up. Shh. Special delivery and stalwart determination. Yeah, rounded out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really solid eight there. Yep, your core is pretty much always going to be med pack, patch up, special delivery. If you're playing Amity Ma, you're probably going to be taking shh in there, and then you're going to be thinking about the fifth card. If you're playing against Wakanda or something with a lot of displace, you go stalwart. Uh, if you've got a stealthy or defensive rerolls character, you want to lock down. Mark for death. Mm-hmm. You've got climbing gear as and inspiring monologue is just generic good ones. If any of the guided missiles don't pique your fancy, yeah. And then crises. This this is interesting. Um, 
because we are kind of a mid-range team, so I don't think we mind wide extracts. But I also think we want kind of narrow secures, if that makes sense. Yes. So I 100% think we need to have an Eve horse here. Yeah. Um, so Gamma and Demons, 100%. The last secure I'm a lot more open on. I picked Infinity Formula. Okay. Um, just as like a hip shot, but I can see... Uh, that, that's the thing. The third one is just so sus. You can go for a D if you like playing the D style. I, from what I've seen with A Force, I don't like it. May um, make a I weird. I would much rather play in two columns than three. Mm -hmm. May I make a weird suggestion? Shoot. Mutant Madman. So we are uh, I was I was considering this one earlier. My biggest problem with it is that it cares about physical defense and if we're playing a maw heavy if we're playing to play a maw a lot in this, mm -hmm. he is terrible on Mutant Madman. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm thinking one of the taxing ones. Um while Maw specifically won't be good at it. I think the rest of the team that's being frontlined is and Maw is good at it in the way that he can get people off of those points to make it easier to score. And we have the additional power generation where if we're playing into like a, a, a web warriors, they won't have the additional power gen. And it will make it Let's super hard for them to... It, it will attrition them on a power tax basis. Yeah, it's definitely possible to try and leverage your high amount of power on something like this. Yeah. Um, that's entirely fair. And it is high threat, which kind of ameliorates the fact that Ebony Maw is an overcosted five. Yeah. I I would look at either Mutant Madman or Deadly Medias. Those are the two that are either B or C. Real can be condensed areas of attack um, that you can flex on. Yeah, I, I very I very much like playing B with A Force. I think anytime you're playing low model counts, being able to play two columns instead of three is a godsend. It um somewhat, yes. Um I think there are certain lists with enough control that they can play a like half pizza on a D. It yeah, the, the, you, you, you can always try and force a split on a D. That means you get parity, though, and it means that... Um, uh, what's it called? Realistically, your weakest point, which is your home D, is the most vulnerable to their strongest point, which is their side D. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, if you screw up the extracts and they end up with the advantage, you're bleeding out in something you forced. Yeah. Well, and you have to come to them to break the... Symmetry. So I, I have played it in kill lists um, where you do a half pizza where you go for the top and bottom point and one of the side points and just not worry about the other side point. And basically you're forcing a, a man down fight and you're generally winning that enough that you're getting uh, either keeping parity or going up on the secure. 
That's not what this list is trying to do, but that's something that you can yeah. do. Um, now for the extracts, and I think the extracts are more interesting. Um, yes, indeed. I kind um, of feel like I want to go for hammers, but that is that is a comfort pick for a lot of people. And we are playing a lot with our tactics cards, so I'm not 100% sure about that. So, uh, hammers I like because it covers Ma's obvious issue. Um, in that his, like, base attack is kind of low for a 5. A 5 dice mm-hmm. attack is, like, you can get that off of Hawkeye. Um, yeah. So, like, being able to push up into, like, 6+, plus, mm-hmm. very nice for him. Um, and that also like has the nice offside of if you know that Ma's picking up your home hammer, then you don't care about She-Hulk picking up the home hammer before she gets special deliveried, which means that doesn't screw with the math at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for getting to the center. The bigger problem is, do you have somebody on the side? And at 18, you should, because you should be playing four wide with either um she-hulk valkyrie marvel ebony maw or uh instead of valkyrie shuri yeah uh, depending on the situation right or wasp if you need someone or you could uh, take in wasp and uh fit in a four somewhere um or, in marvel's place or if you need someone with mobility rather than either fight, uh rather than control or fight power you come in with wasp i think yeah, a hundred percent. But so, so in that eighteen threat scenario, you should be able to play four wide, where Ebony Ma grabs the home, somebody grabs the side, and so you go even on hammers, and then you're playing to whatever the secure is. Yeah, and you're trying to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want one of either alien ships or, or uh, schools just to have in into Wakanda wave or one of the, the want to help score fast and high. We have an option into them. If that makes sense. I like alien ship. If we're going to do one of those two, cool. it's higher threat, which opens up a lot more options for us. Cause we have big beefy characters, which means we can actually, um, if people aren't careful about building their rosters, they'll have to go like six wide where we can go four. Yeah. Um, and have huge priority advantages, including being able to daze their scariest characters before they activate without giving Pryo out. And the other big thing is um, at 20, we can play both Ma and Enchantress. Yep. So then you would be playing something like Akoi, Angela, Ma, Enchantress. Uh, if no. you wanted to go four wide. No. Uh one, we don't have Angela uh, no, no, in our no. list. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I keep on screwing up the math. This is why I built a symbol, so I didn't have to figure out affiliation math on the fly. Um, it um, is. It would be uh, Ma, She-Hulk, Okoye, one of our threes, and Enchantress. Yeah, and so you're playing a comfortable five there. Um, but specifically, since it is a single extract and we have Enchantress, we can steal the extract. Yes. And I think that uh, that has a lot of value. Well, so then that actually begs the question, do we want to do a single extract force? 
because we could just make the other one scrolls. Yeah, I think yeah we have we always and and keep hammers in there as well. It's we only have the single extract force at high point value. Is the issue we can't fit both Ma and Enchant within at seventeen without going unaffiliated. Are are we committing to playing playing mod every threat, or can we tolerate leaving him out in certain scenarios? Uh, we are trying like, to showcase just mod. commit to playing seventeen. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, let me think through the consequences of seventeen. So we need three, so ten. Um. Okay, so we probably want to play something. We we could just go classic and play panic. Um, mm -hmm. More so than almost any other affiliation, we can cash out the fastest. Yeah, no, especially with Ma on there. Ma can cash out really quickly. It does feel wrong not taking um, hired muscle. Yeah. But, uh... I'm okay not being an asshole. Yeah, so so we we can play honest panic. Um, so then the extracts could be something like hammers, panic, and uh, alien chip. Uh, alien chip, um, and then secures mutant madman, gamma wave, and demons. Yeah, and that gives us a lot so of virtually all of these are high threat. We're very happy with our gamma if we're on prio and we picked it. Yeah, just all around great. Mm-hmm. Like, especially into, I think, Wakanda Wave because of stalwart uh, determination. And just our, yeah, our ability to get them off of points is really good as well. Exactly. Because, let's see. Uh, She-Hulk, if they attack her... If they attack anyone, she has a throw online. Ma always has his throw online, but that can't move people, but that'll still hurt like a mat truck. Uh, he can also, if he gets the wild down, voila, we are moving you. Um, Valkyrie yep. always has her throw online. Um, Captain Marvel has a throw. Woo. Woo indeed. Yeah. I th I think this is a real fun and interesting list, and I think it might be actually a home for Ebony Ma. Um. Yeah, I can see a path towards playing him in uh, all six of these crises you pick. And I mean, since you never have any control over your opponent's half, like, who cares? Yeah. Um, On the other half. I mean, you obviously don't want to see, like, an unfavorable D-secure. Yeah. Um, I I think the worst second range four attacks. Yeah, um, I think the worst secure you don't want to see is spider infected. Yeah, it's probably the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I will say we forgot to mention one advantage Ma does have over Modok. Lots of innate power without having to roll. Uh, medium movement. Yes, he is slightly faster than Modok. It's deceptively not as much as yeah. you would think because, because of, base of the size. base size difference. Yes, 
But um, I, th- it's, I think that little bit does a lot on Sakias. Especially yeah, why I does Sakias. like he moves about an inch further per move, roughly, is if I... Because yeah. I'm trying to eyeball it in my head, but the medium move stick is about five inches and mm-hmm. the short moves uh movement tool is about three and then there's a difference of it so it's two more and then yep so it should be about an inch more maybe an inch and a bit yeah um so that can add up over a few moves over the course of the game mm-hmm. and if somebody tries to like throw an advance you into oblivion i've had a lot of times where somebody's like throw modok short bow modok short uh push modok short and then it costs him like a ton of actions. But if you're Ebony Ma, uh, you get pushed less far, and then your medium moves recover those displacements more effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think this might be a home for one of the lowest taking character. Was he the lowest? I can't remember. Let me pull up my stat sheet quickly. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that on hand. I have. It's got to be one of the least. I have the link to Xavier Protocols just sitting in my favorites, so it's super easy to get to. Yeah, well, let that be a listen to all the listeners. Just bookmark Xavier Protocols. There's yeah. so much good stuff there. <laughs> so he he was number five. The fifth number five lowest. was popular. Yes. So, how many how many times has he taken? Uh. He was taken 2% of the time. In the current league? Yes. Uh, so that's three people? Uh, three or four. 168? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, so not very many. Uh, he, he, he is beating out Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Ultron. And we've done an episode on Ultron already, and I intend to get episodes out for all the rest of these bottom five at some point. Uh, well, uh, the Tony one, oh, that'll be interesting. Because I don't think he's bad. I think it's just nobody wants to play Avengers and he's not like in the competition for like the top two or three best threes in Avengers. So, so eh. let me pitch but this th- to you. That's, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yes, that's a whole nother episode and I have ideas. With... with- the the best polisher in the game right now. Ooh. Um, but yes, so I think that's a good list. Um, if uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, oh, I completely forgot about plugs. Uh, across the Bifrost Nexus, I pretty much live on there. You can find pretty much every flavor of my content there. Um, if you're on the Tabletop Simulator Discord or any of the other major Discords, I tend to post updates about Assemble whenever Assemble goes out, data updates, all that stuff. Uh, if you have any bugs with the app, let me know ASAP because I do try and fix those as soon as I find those. And for all of your friends who are on the PC version of the app, I apologize. I have not given it enough love recently mm-hmm. because since I can run it in the Unity like development editor, I very rarely actually test it on actual PC. Um but mm. I, 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 I've, I've got a couple of backlog items that should uh, increase the increase the quality of life. But enough rambling. Uh, across the Bifrost.com, you should be able to find most of the roster doctor stuff. I'm on Facebook as roster doctor, YouTube as roster doctor. Um, otherwise, just find me on Discord or forums as GD Nerd. 
And if you want to find me, I am Lexa White on the MCB, MCP Discords and uh, Gypt on all the non-MCP Discords. If you want to uh, read me talking about television, come visit ggypt.tumblr.com. And if you want to watch me play something completely different, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday mornings, I and my some friends play custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content on twitch.tv slash Kodab Games. That's K-O-D-A-B Games. Uh, so thank you very much for...